All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Zengate Twitter space. I'm really excited for this one, to be honest with you. Um, we've been talking about our proposal for uh, more than a week now, and uh, I think it's a good time for all of us to connect and um, discuss about it and um, hopefully answer all the questions that uh, we're going to have. So we start uh, our introductions, uh, maybe go around the the huge table that we got over here with all these big guns. Um, so maybe we start by starting with Daniel and uh, we can go around just some introductions and tell us who you are and what you're doing. So Daniel Friedman, let's start with you, sir. All right. Thanks, Chef. Um, well, I am I am Dan Friedman. You thought I was going to say something witty, but this time I fooled you. I am Dan Friedman. I am the founder and co-founder and CEO of Zengate, Zengate Global, that is. Um, so we are a, a company looking to bring com uh, large-scale commercial adoption to the Ergo and Cardano ecosystem. Uh, we currently are developing our flagship product called Palmyra Comdex, uh, which is a tokenized commodity pla trading platform aimed for uh, utilization by emerging economies and to serve the underserved commodity market. So that's that's as quick as I can do it. Yeah, you did pretty good there. I'm I'm quite surprised actually. I was waiting for a 20-minute introduction from you. I, I can do that, too. <laughs> Would you like me to do that? No, no, no. Thanks. No, 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 no. We're going to go. Let's keep to Sam. Sam, how are you doing, sir? <laughs> Very good. Good morning, everyone. Um, so I'm one of the co-founders of Zengate Global, working with Dan. Um, yeah, and super excited to talk with Joe and MHS and the Spectrum guys about um, the awesome proposal that we've been working on for the last couple months. Thanks, Chef. Thanks for being here, Sam. I know it's uh, getting quite late over there. Um, let's um, let's give the mic to Mr. Sam. How are you doing, sir? Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining. Uh, uh, thank you, Chef, uh, for uh, creating this opportunity uh, for presenting uh, Rosen and uh, this proposal to the community. Thank you all. Thanks for being here. Arminio, how are you doing, sir? Oof, waking up, but I'm excited to talk with everybody about uh, Rosen. I'm Joseph Arminio. I'm a member of the Ergo Foundation. Uh, one thing I kind of do on the side is help uh, bootstrap open source uh, frameworks, applications, tools. Uh, so pretty excited to dive in and go over the Rosen framework. Excited to have you here, my friend. Um, Spectrum, how are you doing? And who's who's behind the, the account today? Yeah, hi, everybody. I'm Yasha from Spectrum, co-founder and uh, product chief officer in the team. Uh, thanks, Chief. Thanks, guys, having us here. Uh, we're a team who's building uh, decentralized protocols on top of Erga and Cardano. We've built... Uh, MM protocol on top of Ergo and on top of Cardano as well. Uh, the Cardano launch uh, will be this month. Uh, and will be available for all of the users. 
so that's uh, in a brief, briefly, that's it. Thanks, Chief. It's good to have you. Good to have you here, Gyasa. And we also have Nicholas with us. How are you doing, sir? I am better than I deserve. I am a humble man in great company. I am the the boring guy in the back room who fills out all the paperwork and makes sure that things happen um, while these exciting people make revolutions. So I'm really happy to be supportive of all of this and uh, looking forward to uh, to, uh, to learning a lot today with everyone else. Yeah, we are definitely going to learn a lot today. That's uh, that's for sure. That's one of the things that I'm really excited about. Um, so we got everybody in house. Um, so I would like to start off by um, maybe we can go around and uh, give us a little bit of uh, introductions, like for um, Zengate, Spectrum, and Rosenbridge, and how these three projects and why are uh, collaborating together. So Dan. Uh, can we start with you, sir? Yes, you can start with me. And I just got to say, you know, I'm already learning that, uh, you know, after hours, Nico turns on a really velvety and provocative voice. Um, he's usually yeah, I a noticed lot less, that. <laughs> I noticed he's that. He's a lot less velvety and provocative during the day. So just, just like FYI, that everybody. It's all here for you. It, you, you you're just, you're, you're, you're mesmerizing me right now. I'm all yours. Metaphorically speaking, um, back to right, the question. Well, back to the question now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let's get our mind out of the gutter here. Um, right. So, well, so let's see. How does it all work? How does it all fit together? Um, well, first of all, to really understand how the synergy works, you kind of, in a way, I mean, really get it. You in a way have to be familiar with the Ergo ecosystem. Not saying that not being familiar with the Ergo ecosystem is, you know, or being familiar with the Ergo ecosystem is a prerequisite. But those of you that are familiar with the Ergo ecosystem understand why companies and pro and projects like like Zengate, like Spectrum, like Crozen just really drive together. It's just this you know, this, this ergo vibe um, of uh, we're all in it together. So let's kind of prop each other up, utilize our best tools at our disposal and make, make stuff happen. And I mean, essentially this, that's what's going on here. Um, so Rosen is actually an initiative that's uh, well, that, that was originally um, I believe uh, somewhat commissioned by the Ergo Foundation, plus a couple of other stakeholders. And so this project was actually built up by MHS Sam um, uh, over, I, I believe it's been over a year. I mean, it has, has to be longer than that, actually. I'm sorry, but I, I'm, uh, you know, I, I don't know the exact timelines, but it's been over a year. They've been working on it really hard. This is a really uh, just, you know, a, a really... Uh, innovative and I, I personally believe really a breakthrough in architecture um, and which which essentially takes into account all the issues that the market has been having with bridge hacks and with bridges not being secure and going basically beyond layer one which is where the you know the all the uh, kind of security risks happen so the ecosystem has been really excited about the bridge now um, 
Ergo is not that big of an ecosystem. And so a lot of times for us to really kind of launch innovation, we have to band together. And so finally, what we've realized is that Rosen alone, the Rosen team alone um, is just, I mean, they have to concentrate on building the bridge. They have to concentrate on architecture. They have to concentrate on securing these things, right? Making these things happen on the technical end. On the business end is where Zengate and where Spectrum comes in. Um, both, uh, you know, both of our companies have, um, I guess, a, a, a specialty department for commercial adoption, say. And so um, what essentially we decided to do is create a launch accelerator alliance. So the three projects banded together and decided to leverage our resources from Zengate and from Spectrum uh, to help and to basically ensure that uh, Rosen launches and that we can execute all this amazing roadmap that Rosen has. And so essentially Zengate is kind of the, uh, is, is the, I'd say the commercial lead of the partnership. Um, Spectrum is of course the auditing, the, um, the, the, the peer reviewer, shall we say, because all of this needs to be audited. All of this needs to be, um, this needs to have a third party looking at it. Right. Um, and this is where a spectrum comes in spectrums. I mean, those of you that know spectrum, you know, that, uh, spectrum, uh, spectrum, uh, development is again, you know, some of the most innovative development out there. And so the guys that work in Spectrum are the guys to do this job. And of course, you got uh, the team providing technology, which is the Rosen team. So like I said, it's 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 kind of this uh, synergistic alliance uh, put together so that each one of us can utilize our best um, our best tools and our best skills to make sure that Rosen succeeds and to make sure that innovation succeeds that's coming out of the uh, of the ergo ecosystem that is meant to benefit um, basically, uh, you know, cross chain relationships. Thank you, Dan. Um, Yasha, do you want to give us um, a little bit, um, you know, feedback from from your side of things, um, how Spe Spectrum sees this um, this collaboration and alliance? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so as Dan already mentioned, uh, uh, our team uh, will be peer reviewing all of the code base uh, of the Rosen bridge. But this is the only part of the old game uh, because the Spectrum will also serve as a platform uh, uh, where all of the synthetics assets of the Rosen bridge could be uh, traded because uh, without uh, such a tool, it will be hard to create a demand for a bridge uh, because those assets uh, which are produced from a bridge uh, will be just uh, assets to, with which you can do anything just holding. So uh, the Spectrum's role here is also to be a platform where people can join and uh, trade those uh, synthetic cross-chain assets uh, to uh, create value from themselves. So that's basically the role of the spectrum and the whole the story. Thank you, Yasha. Armenia, wanna give us um, 
like your side of things uh, in terms of the uh, collaboration between Zengate, Spectrum, and Rosen? Sure. Um, oh, in my mind, I think that uh, you have to start from kind of the first assumption, which is, you know, all three of them have uh, committed to open source code. And uh, one thing that's pretty uh, big in the Ergo ecosystem is this idea of horizontal cooperation, where uh, if we can identify a problem, uh, work together to create a open source solution that's solid, it benefits everybody. So I'm pretty happy to have some partners because uh, bridging, you know, it is it offers a pretty massive solution um, to not only uh, users potentially, but also projects. Like if you have a project on Cardano, um, you know, the first question you have to ask is, okay, you can perhaps bootstrap your project uh, across exchanges within that ecosystem. And you're kind of in a limited market, right? And so for a project, if you want to expand, there's a lot of costs there. Um, you know, you may want to consider incorporating and then you have the legal cost. Uh, if you want to partner with centralized exchanges to expand your liquidity base or access, uh, that comes, you know, at a heavy listing cost as well as carrying costs in terms of market making and uh, making sure that your liquidity is within the exchange requirements. So the burden that gets passed on to projects that, you know, sometimes they're just developers trying to build cool open source stuff or, uh, you know, put their ideas to market. Um, they're hit with a massive barrier to entry, right? And that barrier to entry in the crypto space is eh, somewhat shady in some cases. Um, you know, you can uh, kind of look at like the horror stories of like FTX, but, you know, even ongoing right now, uh, in the U.S., I think almost every major exchange has some uh, litigation. So then it's uh, very difficult to say, okay, well, you need to pay for these uh, partnerships with exchanges, right? And the cost is quite heavy. And there's a tremendous amount of risk involved because you have no idea what their practices are, what's happening in the back rooms of them, so to speak. And so having some uh, verifiable framework where the assumptions are known, you can see what's happening and your uh, barrier in terms of entry costs are lower is a pretty big solution for small teams. Yeah, 100%. Um, Armenia nicely said, man. Um, now that we got, uh, we got, uh, you know, we did a little bit of our uh, warm up, and uh, now everybody kind of knows uh, what's everybody's role. Um, I'd like to start uh, diving deep into our proposal because there's quite a few things to discuss about, and uh, of course, I know that there's going to be a lot of questions uh, coming from our audience. So I just wanted to make sure that I'll pause here and just let everybody know whenever and. If you have a question, feel free to request to come up as speaker. Um, it's going to be a free-for-all game today because I know that there might be quite a few questions coming up. And uh, even though I do have a huge questionnaire from my side, uh, I know some of you might have your own questions. So at any given time, just feel free to hit up, hit up the um, request to become a speaker and I'll bring you up here uh, so, uh, Daniel, I, I would like to start with you, and uh, maybe you can tell us um, 
you know, a little bit about the proposal. What is the SPO revenue stream securing bridges uh, proposal about? If you can break it down a little bit for our audience, um, you, you're the best person to answer that because you've seen the ecosystem evolving from just an idea to what it is right now. So you've seen it all. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, so one of the, um, I guess, symptoms of a growing ecosystem is the need to kind of create more robust opportunities for income streams for people securing the ecosystem. Um, in the case of Cardano, of course, you have this really, you know, tremendous uh, infrastructure of stateful operators uh securing the network uh the uh, ADA holders delegating to them and whatnot so you got this uh, you know it's it's just it's, it's really community driven now as some of you know especially ones that running state uh, that run stake pools like uh like chef uh like uh, pride pride pool like clover i mean we got a we got several stake pool operators here um it's not an easy gig, right? Um, it's very much community driven. It is very much, um, it's, it's different from proof of work because in proof of work, it's basically the hardware, right? You have hardware, you build up this hardware, uh, the, you know, the, the more hashing power your hardware, you know, uh, uh, it can, it can handle the bed, the better your, your, uh, um, your revenue stream is. With proof of stake, of course, it's different because yeah, you don't really need these big um, these big rigs to secure the network. But there is other there's footwork in actually working with the community and actually running it more as um, just like a business, as in um, like a shop, right? Um, and so, well, there are tough times, right? Um, it's it's sometimes it's tough to get stake. Sometimes it's Tough to maintain stake. And I mean, this is just the nature of um of run of, of running a a, a POS um, network. However, however, um what you can do is you can create other revenue streams for these for, for people running infrastructure. Now, this is not just people running stake pools, this is anybody who's running infrastructure. However, stake pool operators are a perfect a perfect uh, candidate for running this infrastructure because they already are running infrastructure um, for uh, for their stake pool. So essentially, what you can do is you can utilize your infrastructure to become a uh, a watcher and a listener uh, that will secure the bridge network and again, create yourself a new income stream from, uh, from doing that particular work. Um, and again, you, 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 what you're doing with this is, um, you are, you know, opening up a completely new way for you to kind of attract business to your, to your stake pool and to your, um, and, and well into into your shop and i mean th this is a big thing because it's all about you know it's the what we do with with zengate is we always kind of try to um lead with what we call opportunity inclusion and 
this is essentially what this is, is opportunity inclusion. You're giving more opportunity for for people who are already kind of uh, out there doing business in the ecosystem to um, to succeed. Um, now, I know this is a pretty high level kind of explanation of what the infrastructure is. So, and I think maybe um, somebody like uh, like Joe or maybe MHS Sam would be it would be good to jump in here and kind of give a better breakdown of how the actual uh, uh, well how, how the actual infrastructure would work how the actual bridge ecosystem would work. So either one, I think maybe uh, I don't know, Joe. Do you want to take this one? Uh, yeah, sure. I think Joe. Yeah. Uh, what was the question? <laughs> Sorry. Well, basically, um, the question is, uh, can you break it down a bit more? Like, okay, so you're a staple operator, right? Sure. Um, you are you are then working with uh, with Rosen. How can you create a revenue stream? What does that revenue stream look like for you? How, what what work? Because right now, staple operators know what they have to do, right? What do you have to do to create to to be able to attract this additional revenue stream for yourself? Okay, so one thing that's important. Uh, to realize here is that as Rosen expands, every bridge set will need watchers, right? So let's say we have our initial um, bridge from Ergo to Cardano, right? And then we get uh, beyond that, then we grow to new chains. Every chain needs people running specific infrastructure to uh, verify transactions from specific ecosystems. So as the bridge grows, the opportunities for stake pool operators to um, watch different chains, potentially verify transactions and earn revenue expands as the bridge expands. Um, you know, it's true that, you know, one nice thing about uh, stake pool operators as a general set is they're online 24 seven, right? Hopefully, uh, you know, their pool's always up. They're already used to having infrastructure that's uh, continuously live and Rosen needs that. Now, it's not limited to um, stake pool operators. It will be open source and anyone will have the ability to uh, participate. But, you know, one downside we kind of get into in the crypto space is everybody loves to talk about decentralization, but how many of you out there are running full nodes, right? Versus uh, using someone else's server to, you know, handle your own business. So it's a great... Um, initial bootstrapping mechanism and it does come with uh, revenue potential where um, you know you may see a transaction uh, that's being broadcast in the Rosen network you have the ability to verify it and there is a certain competition there right uh, to, it'll be very interesting to see how that uh, progresses as the bridge goes live because you will have um, rewards based on the value of the transaction itself. So there's a certain game that will start where people may try to say, okay, well, I'm going to verify, uh, you know, hunt the big transactions. You may have people that, um, you know, kind of use the more frequent, smaller transactions um, as their uh, watcher set. So it's going to be fascinating to watch. I'm not quite sure um, what the, uh, expectation is because it will be based on use, right? Um, a lot of the times in crypto, there's, uh, I don't know, emissions where 
it's not really work based. It's not really based on anything other than time or blocks. Um, but, you know, Rosen has kind of a unique feature where reward is based on settling value. And it's actually, um, I, I'd like to kind of um, accent what you said. So the more um, the more usage the bridge gets, the more cross chain. So, so the the more chains we bring in uh, into the into the bridge ecosystem, uh, basically the more. Um, Operators were going to need to uh, to 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 secure the infrastructure and secure the network. So again, this is a scalable opportunity. Um, this is not. I mean, it starts between Cardano and Ergo, but uh, there uh, there's. I, I think we have what four chains that we're uh, planning to also implement this on. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Sam or Joe, but I think there's four, right? Yeah, it's going to be uh, Cardano. Um, Bitcoin, uh, Ethereum, and Binance Smart Chain to start with. Uh, but when, once you have this as a framework that's live, it'll have the ability to expand. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, you may have a stake pool operator out there that's more interested in one particular ecosystem, right? Let's just say, I don't know, Monero, right? And so they may say, okay, well, I want to be a watcher for that specific um, data flow on the bridge, right? You may have somebody that says, okay, I want to watch Ethereum. And so it minimizes overlap, right? It expands opportunity as the bridge grows to where you may have someone that tries to be a watcher on everything. You may have someone that's more um, attached in another ecosystem and wants to help that ecosystem move cross-chain. And so they have the ability to help facilitate that. Yeah, that's that. That's exactly what what I'm also talking about. There, uh, the opportunities is, is uh, you know could scale up. So again, this is not just Cardano Ergo. The scales up. This is made to um, to widen and make the network more robust and to make the ecosystem more robust. So this this is why this is just so exciting because. Um, there is an ecosystem around this. You see, we're building an ecosystem around this. Rosen will have an ecosystem around it that will be truly a cross-chain ecosystem. And it's not one of these uh, cross-chain corporations that are kind of, uh, you know, uh, like shoved down your throat just, just so that we can call it cross-chain. This actually makes sense. This actually will be a – it's it's a actual utilizable use case, which is uh, – very exciting. Yeah, if I, if I could hop in there for one second, Dan. Um, one important thing about Rosen uh, is that it is really chain agnostic. Now, we do use Ergo for a very specific reason, and that is so that everything is audible, verifiable on chain. But in terms of bridging, um, that can sit in the background, right? And in the future, it could be Ethereum, uh, you know, to Binance Smart Chain, to where even though actors in the consensus of the protocol are perhaps more attached to other networks, they may be like indirectly involved. The user won't know and doesn't care that it's being posted on chain on Ergo and that you may have validators, you know, some of whom may be stake pool operators, some who, you know, maybe just random users, actors that want to run infrastructure. That really doesn't matter. Um, so Rosen is a cross-chain network at the end of the day. 
Um, it does use ergo so that everything is verifiable and you can see what's happening um, based on the order of operations of the protocol. Um, you know, it gives a transparency that currently doesn't really exist in bridging. I guess to some degree, those of you that have used uh, centralized exchange will notice like when you make a deposit, it'll say, okay, it has to go through X confirmations. And usually you can watch that in the user interface where, you know, the number will tick up until your deposit clears. Damn, that's that's a lot of information. Um, I really love this space, <laughs> and we we already we're only thirty minutes in. Um, I so as as some of you might know, I I do wear a lot of hats, but you know my favorite one is is the stake pool operator. Um, so as an SPO, I have quite a few questions uh, that are coming up in my head, either going through the proposal, which I re I've already asked you guys. Um, but I just wanted to uh, kind of like tell to my, all of my SPO friends that um, I've been bombarding them with a lot of questions regarding all of this. Uh, so one of the questions that I wanted to ask you guys now is, um, you know, we talked about different bridges. Um, is a stake pool operator going to be, um, you know, able to um secure or or use this tool to secure let's say an ergo ethereum bridge or or that bridge would be a cardano ethereum bridge like it so so my my question is are we going to be able with rosen to secure bridges that are connected with ergo only or we could you know have bridges that are going to be connected with cardano and other ecosystems how is that going to work So when you're running watcher infrastructure, you're watching a specific chain and a specific um, address. So let's say that uh, you're watching the Cardano side, right? Um, you know, you'll get some user information. Uh, you'll get a destination chain. And your job as a watcher is to, um, you know, essentially check the chain height, make sure that that transaction is cleared, and then post that information um, on the ergo blockchain and so it'll have a certain consensus uh, to where when there's enough verifications then a notification is sent to another party to clear that transaction so it's going to be chain specific that's awesome okay all right um I, I I will have I have a lot more to go, but I'm I'm gonna leave some of them for for my SPO friends uh, down in the audience uh, that they might have some questions. Um, I'm just gonna go. Oh, Sam has has to say something. Sam, go ahead, man. Okay, so uh, in Rosen, actually, uh, uh, every watcher set uh, uh, is watching uh, its origin. Uh, chain. So, uh, if you want to send some uh, assets from Cardano to every other chain that Rosen is supporting, uh, the Cardano uh, watcher set is involved, and uh, they uh, can make revenue uh, from reporting uh, that event. Event. Uh, so, uh, yeah, um, actually, the re the revenue is uh, for. Um, uh, every uh, event from Cardano to every other chain that uh, we are supporting. So it, it will uh, expand and uh, as the 
uh, rose and expanding to other chains. And uh, you can ignore the uh, ergo in between most cases. Uh, because as far as I know, uh, uh, the Cardano ecosystem uh, is lacking uh, a good bridge uh, to Ethereum and Binance and other chains too. So uh, as soon as uh, we support this chain, which is uh, pretty soon, uh, uh, and uh, hopefully the uh, usage of uh, our bridge is uh, rising pretty fast, uh, the revenue stream will uh, rise uh, pretty fast uh, and uh, it will open uh, the gate for uh, uh, bridging between uh, different chains uh, and uh, the, the Cardano watcher set uh, will watch every event on Cardano site originate uh, that the event that originating from uh, Cardano side to any other chain, including uh, Ergo and uh, other supported chains. Yeah, I think a good analogy for the general user here would be like the airport. Okay, so, you know, imagine Cardano is an airport and as Rosen expands, there's more connecting flights, right? And so every time a passenger leaves Cardano, um, they have the ability to participate in the verification of that event. And, you know, as such, they are rewarded. So as the network itself bootstraps, um, it'll be interesting to see, okay, well, you may have a group of stake pool operators that say, hey, we like this particular chain. And so they, uh, you know, work with the integration of it and they kind of start a new hub, so to speak. And as more hubs pop up, you have the ability to uh, expand your destination and as you do it kind of scales as it grows for each regional hub or chain in this case oh wow that's pretty amazing so es essentially essentially there is like you know like a year later down the road there is a possibility of like let's say not having enough spos to secure to secure all these bridges is that like a possibility to to happen yeah, I mean that I I see that definitely as a possibility. I mean, what what, what do you think, Joe? I mean, we, we well, if we go if we go back to the regional airport analogy, right? You have international airports. You're probably going to have, um, let's say, departure points that are more popular, right? And then you'll have people that say, "Hey, let's bootstrap a new regional airport," and then because they're, um, you know, basically in charge of that. Uh, verifying that infrastructure, it gives them a certain incentive to grow that as a business, right? Um, because, you know, the number one, uh, you know, they do have a profit incentive there as a participant. So, you know, you may like chain X. And so you say, hey, let's uh, create a new uh, destination point for Rosenbridge on chain X and let's manage it, market it. And, you know, um, SPOs do a pretty good job because that's already a part of their uh, incentive structure. Um, you know, one thing that I think is somewhat nice about um, how Cardano is set up is that uh, you do have a lot of people that are actively engaging the community and talking about what they're doing. Now, proof of work, we have a lot of miners that are just kind of chilling, making sure their rigs are up. And sometimes that's a great thing, right? Because there's not so much drama, but you know, the flip side of that is engagement can be lower. 
Yeah, and I mean, it's uh, it, it it also. I mean, in my head, this is the the two systems are always uh, like this. Um, when POS uh, stakeable operators are basically running shops, right? You're running you're running boutiques, so you do your ad- your own advertisement, you attract customers. Uh, you you have a face. Um, with proof of work, it's a factory, right? It's a factory. It chugs along and it makes stuff. Um, it's automated. It does what it's supposed to do, you know, and I mean, and that, that's what it does. So, yeah, um, the whole thing about Rosen and the Rosen ecosystem is that, as you explained it, it's not, uh, it, it's, it's a, it's almost the way business is built around it is also decentralized because again, there's this hub uh, and regional and international airport um, analogy is really good because, uh, you know, you don't just have one giant airport for the entire country. You have several ones, right. That service different, different, uh, different ports of call, different, um, different areas and whatnot. And, 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 and that's, what's great about this is that you're not really forced into like one thing, right? You're not forced into just this one thing and everybody's kind of fighting for the same, uh, for the same piece of bread. Um, there are different opportunities. Um, there is different, uh, um, you know, d- 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 like d- different likes. Uh, some people might want to bridge to, uh, you know, most people want to might want to secure the infrastructure between, I don't know, uh, Binance and Cardano. Some people might want to secure the uh, infrastructure between Monero and Cardano, um, or whatever else. So again, it's it. That's why it's so exciting. It's just there's so much opportunity here that um, it is almost difficult to really kind of lay it all out. You can, all you can do is just lay this out, be as kind of um, as destructive as possible. But in the end, it's, it, 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 it's, it's an ecosystem that, uh, that enables entrepreneurship. I think that airport analogy is actually, you know, it, it can definitely paint the picture there. Um, okay, Sam, I saw, I saw that you, yeah, you took your, your gun out. So talk to me, <laughs> Sam Lambert. <laughs> no, speak, Sam. Speak. Use your voice. Use your words, Sam. <laughs> He had muted it. Uh, he mu- oh, okay, he lost connection. That's what happened. Okay, I'm just going to go with the next question. Um, and uh, once again, I just want to invite whoever has a question, guys, uh, feel free. Now it's the time for you to come up and 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 give it up. So um, until then, I'm just going to go with the next question that I have, because like I said, I do have a lot of questions for all of you. Um, so if if there were to be, you know, a challenge for all of this, like, where would it be? Like, what are the potential challenges that, you know, um, we need to make sure that we're going to overcome them uh, in order for this proposal and this tool to be successful? Well, I'll speak to the tool itself. Um, The ideal situation for Rosen is to have um, properly distributed assumptions, right? You need decentralization. You need enough actors that uh, you can understand the 
uh, consensus mechanism of this framework and you have proper distribution, so you have a certain assumption that you're not in the uh, situation where it's like you have multiple validators and they're all the same guy. <laughs> so that's one really useful um, mechanism of this proposal itself is it does help Rosen uh, bootstrap in a way where the trust assumptions are, uh, let's say, proper. Sam, are you are you here? Are you back with us? Yeah, so you're back. Got, he was telling me he got rugged, but I, I I don't believe it. I just think he's pulling the whole you know twenty five or twenty six year old boomer thing. <laughs> he he looks like he's having some some technicalities over there. So it's okay, Sam. I'll I'll give you some time to. To fix this, um, so uh, if we can go back to the to the uh, SPO proposal, um, what are the next step? Let's say you know the 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 proposal gets funded. Um, what are the next steps? How are we planning on on tackling tackling the, all all of this? Um, Dan, do you want to give us a, a little bit of an overview of the of the roadmap? Um, I think actually this would be a good let, let, let's give Sam a chance because this I think this this is like his his favorite thing to answer because he's the uh, he's the one that uh, kind of masterminded <laughs> the proposal. I want to I want to let I want to give him the opportunity to answer this because I think I think he'd enjoy it. What a great time for him to be rugged then. Um, okay, well I'll, I'll ask another question until until he comes back. Um, I think that's that's going to be an interesting one. Um, so let's say again, fast forward, uh, we got all, you know, four bridges up, like, I mean, Rosen is connected to four different um, protocols, let's say Cardano, uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and, and Binance, like we said. Um, is, is, is an SPO going to be able, let's say, you know, a, a brand new stake pool operator is getting, you know, is getting up and running. And they're looking to find, you know, what to use, what kind of tools to use um, to get some revenue stream. Obviously, uh, block production is the one that we all know right now. So how easy would it be for them to actually, you know, um, start using our tool to secure the bridges? Again, that's fast forward. Let's say everything, everything has been implemented. I just want to paint the picture to, to, to all of us here. I don't think it'll be much uh, more difficult than uh, setting up a stake pool, right? You have to have some stake and you have to run infrastructure. Uh, same story for Rosen. Uh, it'll be open for everybody to participate. Um, you know, the barrier of entry is going to be, do they have the collateral? Because as a watcher, um, you know, you do need something at stake when you're verifying a transaction. Otherwise, you open the network to, uh, you know, a lot of false verifications. So there's going to be something, something like a pledge, uh, like, like something like that that we're using on the Cardano side right now. Is that amount going to be, you know, a substantial thing? Um, do we have an idea on that? Yeah, exactly. Uh, referring to your 
uh, first question actually. Uh, it would be pretty easy to run a watcher. Uh, you should download our binaries and uh, it will uh, lead you through um, staking uh, some uh, frozen token and uh, a little bit of air uh, to be a watcher and you should configure um, uh, some uh, the connection of actually um, uh, this watcher to your Cardano uh, node and uh, there would be a, a little uh, parameters to set up and uh, regarding your second question uh, yeah the, that would be some uh, uh, amount of Eric and uh, Rosen token uh, to be a stake, uh, to be a watcher, and for uh, and uh, if a watcher wants to report uh, an event, uh, he should put some uh, RSN token or Rosen's token at a stake. Uh, it will serve as a, a collateral uh, to ensure the good behavior. Uh, if a report is uh, actually malicious. Uh, or uh, something bad happened actually uh, regarding an event. Event, uh, this collateral will be collected uh, by the Rosen network. Otherwise, the watcher will be rewarded uh, by some more RSN actually. Thank you, Sam. And and just to be to, to be clear, is is are the rewards going to be Rosen tokens? Or there's going to be a different token about, like, you know, in, like to incentivize the SPOs. Sorry, I didn't uh, hear you. Can you repeat your question? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I, I was just asking if uh, if uh, incentives, the the rewards for the SPOs are are going to be given distributed into rows and tokens. Is that how it's going to be? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it will be the rows and tokens. Okay, cool, cool. Awesome. Thank you, Sam. Um, I guess I can go back to my previous question now that Sam Lambert is here. Um, and this was, uh, let me find it now. <laughs> um, ta -ta -ta -ta. Yes, Sam Lambert, what are, the, what are some of the potential challenges in implementing uh, the proposal and how are we planning on overcoming them? That was the question. I'm, I'm hoping my mic is working at this point, um, but I'll just speak anyway. Yeah, yeah, you're you're good. Yeah, you're one, good. We can hear you. Yeah, one of the key things I think is the ease of onboarding, and I think there's a few different angles that we need to tackle um, to really ensure the success of that. The first is the tooling, the UI, the UX, the the you know the ease of being able to download the um, sort of the code to run the ease of actually being able to, you know, validate um, the, the network itself. So that's number one. Um, and the second piece, I think, which is really, really crucial is this piece around education and sort of onboarding in, in that capacity. So um, there's a really big role that, you know, Zengate team, Rosen team, Spectrum team is really coming together on here in terms of building the right educational materials, drafting a SIP, formalizing it, 
um, you know, you know, actually forming different working groups with SPOs, uh, different community advocates, experts in this space to, to really design the right reward system, the right tokenomics that makes sense, um, that can get the right amount of buy-in um, before we even start anything. And then after that, there's this piece around educating the different types of SPOs around what is available, how they can get involved, how easily they can get involved and start earning some revenue as well. So um, there's a really big sort of, uh, I wouldn't call it a challenge, but it's, a, um, it's an obstacle and it's a um, sort of exciting thing to tackle. And yeah, we're really excited to be able to be part of this. Thank you, Sam. We got Sammy with us, Pridepool. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I am still waking up. I have a coffee in my in one hand, and so I've just been listening to all this conversation, and it's it's really exciting to hear all the developments happening with Rosenbridge. And I had a, a question around um, as an SPO. Well, let me just reframe my question. So, so first of all. Um, I'm actually also getting ready to buy some more ADA and, and maybe Ergo. And I'm excited to participate, uh, you know, possibly in, in the Rosenbridge as a, as a guardian or a watcher. I'll have to understand better how the ecosystem works. And what I love about the Rosenbridge is, as we all know, it's, it's not easy to acquire Ergo because of all the, 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 the central exchange uh, listing fees. And, and, you know, there's only so much, um, uh, ergo that can be spent on these fees. And so the, I see the value that Rosenbridge adds because now uh, folks in the Cardano ecosystem will be able to acquire ergo uh, using the Rosenbridge uh, with, with, you know, in a decentralized way. And so just playing this in my head, I see some wrapped ergo ending up on Cardano DEXs. I see wrapped ADA ending up on some ergo DEXs. Um, I see TVL going up. I mean, this is all like exciting stuff for everyone. And I see many Ergo holders socializing these bridges, the, the Rosen Bridge and this activity. And so my question is, as an SPO, other than maybe the Ergo mixer, and again, I'm not that familiar with the, the Ergo dApps, what can we showcase in, in, the, in the Ergo ecosystem that will draw... Cardano DeFi users over to Ergo, and, and maybe this isn't like specifically about the F10 proposal um, topic, but but as I'm getting excited about about this Rosenbridge, my, I, I'm curious about how I can start thinking about how I how I market the Ergo DeFi system over the Cardano DeFi system. But, you know, I, I really want to answer this question, but I, I really think Joe's the right person to take this. There's just so much tooling and um, protocols that are already available to use and also in the process of being um, built as well. But I'll hand over to him. I think he'll be able to give a very succinct um, answer on what tools are available. Sure. I mean, let, let's go back to this analogy of an airport, right? Um, you know, we live in a world with a lot of regional economies all that have their own specialization, right? And so there is a lot of overlap. You know, you can say, okay, well, peer-to-peer uh, -peer, um, DeFi, I believe there's a project on Cardano, I can't remember, they just changed their name. It was ADA, like A-A-D-A, -A -A, but 
It escapes me right now what their <laughs> new Men's name five. is. Yeah, Men's there we five. go. There, there we go. Um, you know, so so there is similarity in tooling. Um, now, one thing that uh, Ergo does benefit from um, in terms of its own little microeconomy is the ability to have lower fees and um, privacy uh, tools. But, you know, it's... If you, if you take a step back and you look at it from, like, the perspective of an airport, right, it is true that cities do compete with each other. But they also collaborate, right? And you will have... One company that, you know, may have a presence in Seattle, Los Angeles, New York, um, as well as perhaps a regional office in some smaller town, right? And Rosen opens the door to facilitate that, where if you're a project um, that wants to expand uh, your access to liquidity uh, beyond Ergo, because you have to remember this is not just an Ergo-centric framework, um, if you have a native asset on Cardano and you want to potentially build, uh, distribute your liquidity into new ecosystems, build in new ecosystems, it gives you the ability to do that with a lower barrier of entry, right? The cost um, of accessing liquidity in this space is pretty asinine. Uh, you know, I can say that from personal experience looking at a lot of different price sheets. And, uh, you know, it also puts you in a black box situation where, you know, I can say, okay, well, I'll pick on FTX. Um, you know, their <laughs> listing fee was in the seven figures. Their market making requirements were completely asinine, but I think now we know why they wanted projects to put all of their liquidity into that black box because there was a hole in it, right? And so from a project perspective, you get a lot of unknown liabilities, um, you know, one thing that I hope Rosen is able to bootstrap, not just for Ergo, but for any project on any connected chain, is the ability to have transparent assumptions in terms of how you access that liquidity. I think that's a really good answer that uh, I didn't, you know, consider enough. The idea that, um, you know, Cardano projects could get you know acquire more more users on ergo or actually vice versa ergo projects could acquire more users uh on the cardano side or liquidity i think that's a, that's a very valid point appreciate that and i might just add as well like in terms of the tooling available there's obviously the mixer um you know we've got ergo raffle there's a you know we've got marty on the call as well who you know helped found ergo pad which is the sort of flagship launch pad that um, the Ergo ecosystem uses. We've also had a you know Sigma USD for quite a while, and a lot of different uh, stablecoin frameworks coming out as well. So, yeah, it's just a, I think a lot of useful tools that you know people not just from Cardano but other ecosystems will be able to leverage. Like a good example is even um, you know the project Dan, um, you know Chef Nico I building um, with Palmyra, like it's very heavy on the ability to use uh, NFT technology and minting NFTs and the units of economic costs around um, NFT minting is much more favorable when you're working with the Ergo blockchain. So for projects that want to leverage NFTs, for example, um, in our case, it's around uh, commodity tokenization. Uh, you've got perfect use cases and then you jump over onto the Cardano side to um, you know, work with DeFi, for example, for trade finance um, and sort of capital allocation. So 
yeah, I, I just can't wait to see what projects start building. The other thing that um, I think Rosen really enables that people haven't really talked about on this space yet is the, the opportunity to secure side chains for Cardano um, and the opportunity for more multi-chain projects to really utilize tools where it's best to utilize those tools in the, the ecosystems as well. So, you know, there's lots of goods and bads um, and sort of advantages and disadvantages around the trade-offs people make and the founders have made and the community have made um, with the way blockchains run. And, you know, projects should be able to leverage the best of all of them. And I think Rosen, I truly believe Rosen um, enables that. And, and we can't wait to work with, uh, with them and sort of utilize Rosen as well in the future. Appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks for your question, Sammy. We, I always appreciate you coming up here. Um, we also got, uh, I hope I'm not going to kill that one. Uh, Lican NFTs. Are you still with us? Got a question? Lican or Lycan? Hopefully I'm not killing the pronunciation here. Sorry, no question. No question. I think I accident accidentally dropped something. Okay. Okay, sounds good. Uh, Nico, you wanted to say something earlier? I'm not sure if you if you're still up for it. Yeah, I mean, okay. Bear with me because I'm I might be a little thick here, but I'm also thinking from the perspective of like a retail crypto trader, and I'm sure. I don't know. I imagine a lot of people in this room have placed an order that they, you know, maybe put a stop loss or something that they that they wanted to initiate when price of a particular asset went too low and you wanted to get out of a position. And then, you know, the exchange that you're operating on has some sort of crazy like three dollar flash drop on a microsecond and hits your stop loss and and stops you out in a way that you know seems suspicious and it just seems to me from the retail perspective that if i have this kind of cross-chain capacity i might be able to have greater trust in any kind of transactions that i have from you know one blockchain to the other and is there any potential maybe for building more of a a decentralized uh, a decentralized exchange that uh, that has more of what, what do we call it the consensus model built behind the uh, the transactions that take place. Thanks for your patience with me. Sure, I'll try to tackle that. Um, it is true that when you have an asset that's liquid across multiple markets. Uh, you get arbitrage opportunity, and that's one unique thing about Rosen is um, if you know a project or a coin is added into multiple new markets, um, there's usually going to be some profit opportunity in balancing the differential between costs, right? Now, in terms of, uh, let's say, specific uh, DeFi frameworks, you're always going to be um, locked within the chain that you're on, right? If you uh, are going to, let's say, bridge to Ethereum, you know, you're going to have to work with the model there, which, 
you know, you have to know your assumptions in terms of potentially being, uh, you know, botted or sandwiched. Um, you know, if you're on Ergo, you need to know your assumptions of that environment. Uh, so you're, depending on where you land when you bridge, you need to kind of know the rules of that jurisdiction or that chain. Um, because in participating in DeFi there, uh, you're operating under their consensus. Thanks for that. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for the question, Nico, and the, an the answer, Joe. Um, so we're already running in an hour uh, here for the space. Uh, we're going to keep it uh, running uh, a bit longer. I just wanted to invite... Um, if there's an SPO in here or anybody else from the community that would like to ask a question regarding the proposal or um, Rosenbridge in general, by all means, you're all more than uh, welcome to do so. I just wanted to, uh, you know, um, ask a question here that I saw in the comment section um, from Andreas. Is the wrapped asset save after being transferred? Or could one lose them with a hack? I guess that's a that's a question that we will be getting a lot when it comes to bridges. Who would like to take that? Sure, I'll take that. You know, every um, blockchain has uh, specific security assumptions, right? And if it's operating within those assumptions, you can have uh, the assumption as the user that you know uh, things are operating as they should. Um, you know, for every network, that's going to be a little bit different. Uh, Rosen relies a lot on redundancy and order of operations, right? Um, meaning you have, uh, I would I would call it pre-knowledge, right? Which is something that's somewhat unique to Rosen where, you know, if you get a smart contract-based bridge, uh, the complexity scales as the bridge scales, and that's problematic, um, you know, We've seen a lot of bridges fail due to, uh, I guess, that uh, path where, you know, as you add new endpoints, the complexity of the bridge uh, continues to grow. And, and I would say beyond uh, linear fashion. So that's hard to do properly. Um, with Rosen, uh, there's pretty clear assumptions. And because everything is on chain, and what the watchers do is they essentially uh, create an, uh, this idea of pre-knowledge where as a user, I can watch what's happening. I can watch my bridged asset get verified. Um, so I have a certain, uh, let's say, level of confidence in being able to see that. Um, now, another unique feature is that the guard set is cold wallet enabled, meaning user funds will be um, in a cold wallet, which is kind of an exchange-like practice uh, to minimize exposure uh, to tokens that are in a hot wallet. Thank you, Joe. Um, I got another question here that's coming from uh, Sigma UTXO. Um, are we going to see any ERG ADA pair on Spectrum? That's the first one. There's another spectrum question after that. Um, yeah. Uh, can you hear me, by the way? Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, yeah. Loud and clear. Uh, 
So the answer is, uh, how can we know? Yeah, uh, we are an open platform and uh, people can come to us and uh, create any liquidative pools on the platform, actually. And uh, uh, most probably it will be a pair with the, on the, our Cardano side, it will be native ADA and uh, wrapped ERG. And on the ERG side, it will be a native ERG and uh, wrapped ADA. So something like this, I think. And, awesome. And you, and, you said, and you said that there is another question. There's a couple more, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, next one coming is, can we get some sort of analytics on Spectrum? Mini charts, order books, etc. Well, I think it's uh, something like uh, out of the topic of this conversation, I will be short. Uh, yeah, currently, uh, we are focusing on developing our uh, cross our own cross-chain solution spectrum network. So we uh, won't plan to work on the uh, UI so much. However, uh, we are establishing a, a bounty program uh, for front-end developers as well. Uh, we will be talking about it in our channel soon, uh, where our community developers uh, can participate and uh, implement uh, any uh, UI features uh, by, requ by request from the community. Uh, and we hope there will be some demand. Awesome. I have one more, again, Spectrum-related, uh, best mobile wallet to use uh, with Spectrum. Oh, it would be cool if the guy can specify on which side, on Ergo or on Cardano side. Uh, but for Cardano side, uh, it will be a Vesper wallet. Uh, and uh, on the Ergo side, we already have an integration with uh, Ergo Pay. Uh, from user perspective, it is when you are using your mobile wallet. Uh, it is available on iOS and Android as well. And you need to simply scan the QR code in the UI and your mobile wallet will connect to the UI. Uh, it's uh, like uh, a wallet connects on the Ethereum uh, ecosystem works. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh... For these answers, I just wanted to make sure I'll I'll get through every single question, regardless of of its topic. <laughs> um, so I I have another question, and that's coming from me as well, because um, because that was a discussion uh, that came up yesterday with uh, with a few people. Um, so is there a possibility? So let's say an SPO is using is is using the tool. Um, and you know uh, they're validating transactions and whatnot on the Rosenbridge. Um, are the delegators somehow can can the delegators somehow get any rewards out of this, or or this is these rewards are going specifically to the SPO, and then it's up to them, you know, what they can do with them. Some people might want to share that with their delegators, so maybe they can attract some more people. Um, so they can have, you know, a couple different rewards going, um, or or is that something that, um, you know, there's going to be a mechanism at some point that they can automate it 
automatically be distributed to the delegators. Is there, because there was a conversation yesterday around this and I just wanted to um, get a clear answer on, on how is this going to work? Sure, I'll tackle that. Uh, the first assumption I would make there is that everybody's stake pool is their business, right? And so I think that it's important for every uh, operator to uh, essentially be in control of how they distribute funds to their delegators in their own business. Now, in terms of a uh, tool, um, you know, if you're if you're talking about uh, creating a framework that would assist SPOs to essentially profit share with their delegators. I'm not sure what exists in the Cardano ecosystem just because I'm not that uh, deep in it. Maybe it already does. If it doesn't, that would be a great open source tool. And, uh, you know, part of this proposal is to um, build, uh, you know, the tooling around what SPOs would need to make this a pretty f frictionless and joyful experience. So it's a great idea. That's a part of why we have this proposal is to get good ideas to understand what operators need. Pretty cool, man. Damn, I'm, I'm very excited about this. Uh, I can't tell you that. Um, I have one more question and, and then I'll stop. Um, I have some other th stuff to, to, to cover as well, but I have one more, one last question. Cause I think it's, 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 it's quite important to to um, cover this one as well. So let's say I'm a delegator um, and I'm you know I'm just I'm just running uh, Daedalus and and we all know that Daedalus is a is a full node. Um, would I be at some point be able to maybe you know be a watcher by running something like that, or uh, would I need a, a lot more infrastructure? You'll need some additional infrastructure, but my hope is that we put the documentation together to where the barrier of entry is just the cost and collateral that's needed. So, um, you know, somebody that can say, hey, this quote unquote airport is becoming a major hub. There's a certain profit incentive uh, they could hop on and uh, act as a watcher, even if they have no real exposure in the ecosystem that they're watching. Is Daedalus open sourced uh, software? I don't remember. I have no idea, to be honest. I would assume so. If if it is open source, I think uh, it uh, could be possible to integrate some kind of a button where a user can press and become uh, a, a Rosen uh, operator as well. It's just uh, a matter of uh, speaking with the Daedalus team. I think it's possible technically. Yeah, I, to be honest, that's kind of a side conversation, but I would hope that, uh, especially on Ergo and Cardano, we get more uh, open source, um, you know, uh, let's say bot software built into the node that people could run as packages. I know that, you know, batching and off-chain transactions are, um, you know, necessity in a lot of frameworks. Uh, it would be nice to make that open source and distribute it. Yeah, and, and the biggest reason behind that, my question was because uh, we got some comments, uh, I think it was on idea scale, but I might be wrong. I m might have been on Twitter as well, but they were asking like, hey, you know, um, I'm not an SPO, but um, I would like to be a part of this. So I'm just trying to think, you know, a little bit outside of the box here and see what the, the potential is, because 
if that potentially, and let's say not, you know, from the get-go, but later down the road, could be something that even, you know, community members would have access to, um, I think that would be very, very powerful for decentralization, the security and everything else, but also uh, giving more incentive to all the community members, essentially. Oh, I think that that will um, be a possibility from day one, right? I'm not uh, such a fan of making it federated and then trying to decentralize it. I think that from the start, it should be open source and available for everybody. But there's a gap we have to fill there, right? And that's documentation, education. Uh, that way, users uh, you know, run infrastructure properly. Yeah, man, that's that's gonna be crazy. Um, I I know I know we would like to talk a little bit, and I, and I think either Daniel or Sam could touch on uh, on the roadmap on on how things will flow um, after and if the proposal gets uh, gets uh, voted from the community. But what I would like to say now to all the SPOs that we have in the call or or whoever uh, will listen to this um, recording later on is that um, pretty soon, and and by that I mean like in the next couple of days or so, um, there's going to be, we're going to put out a, a Google form where um, any SPO that would like to participate into the the workshops and um, you know the whole pioneers program um, will have that application out. So whoever would like to be a part of this, um, by all means, uh, it will be very very uh, you know simple and straightforward to fill out. Um, and slowly, um, when you know after the voting and and whatnot, we're going to start right away. Um, you know, start having workshops and and get all the SPOs together. Um, we really need to work with the community and make sure that we, uh, you know, we're all the rewards and the incentives are are right and they're there and everybody knows how to use the tool. So there's going to be a, a big discussion moving forward with the SPO community, and I will be spearheading this. Um, so by all means, anybody that is interested and would like to participate, um, look around for, for the form. It's going to be coming out in the next few days, and we can start having these discussions right away. Um, with that being said, Sam, would you like to give us a, a little bit of a rundown of how the work stream and, and the roadmap will look like um, as soon as, you know, let's theoretically say that uh, the proposal got funded and voted? Sure thing. So we've, we've, we've got the timelines to be um, lasting around six months or so, um, and there's a few key so work streams that we're working towards. So the first two, uh, you know, are the first two months of the project. And like Chef was talking about before, like engaging with the community members, the SPOs, the subject matter experts is really the first um, thing that we're focused on. And, and what that means is creating and setting up and running a small working group of these people um, to consult with and collaborate with. And in terms of what will be discussed, there's a bunch of different things that we need to understand around tooling requirements, uh, ease of, you know, ease of onboarding, um, sort of documentation requirements. There's also the piece around the rewards model um, and sort of coming to some form of alignment around that, you know, what that looks like, what the profit distribution design looks like. So 
this is an open conversation um, that needs to be had with the community, with the SPOs, with the watches that are effectively going to be securing the network. So we're going to be setting up that um, working group and Chef will be sort of, you know, leading that. And, and of course, the Rosen team and the Spectrum team will sort of be um, around to support, but also be actively um, engaging as well. Um, the second work stream is around SPO tooling. It's really just the scoping and design phase. So just digesting what um, the community and the working group uh, outputs are, just making sure that's being reflected in the design choices that we make and sort of the rewards uh, design um, that we sort of choose to go ahead with as well. And then work stream number three is really formalizing all of this through a SIP. Um, and then the last two work streams, which are really the chunk of the proposal, is the actual development of the SPO tooling um, from a technical point of view, but also from an onboarding and educational point of view and a bootstrapping point of view as well. So, um, yeah, there's a lot to unpack, but, yeah, if you jump onto the, uh, you know, idea scale, um, you can sort of, you know, run, run through the Catalyst proposal and there's a few different sections which talk about what our milestones look like, what we're hoping to accomplish, you know, by when, um, and also who, who's going to be involved um, at each of those steps. And it's actually, again, kind of um, an important point to make once again, that this is, eco uh, uh, by a large part, the reason why this particular architecture is just so much better and more innovative than what's out there right now is because it is so much ecosystem driven. Um, so you basically get more security. I mean, yeah, you, uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's not going to be something that's, you know, lightning fast, but in reality, I think security is a lot more, um, I mean, a lot, a lot more important than just breakneck speed. And I think we already experienced that with the current, uh, with, with all these different hacks that we had in the past year of uh, bridges that are, are, are losing billions, um, which is unacceptable if, we're, if, if this is aimed for any sort of mass adoption. And so it is why it is important to really understand that a good portion of this proposal is this ecosystem building from various different angles. So from the tooling angle, from the workshop angle, from, uh, you know, from the war group angle, um, it's, it's just, it's, it's how you build an ecosystem. It's the same kind of thing that we're doing actually at Zengate with Palmyra. It's not just about just, you know, uh, here, use this and do whatever you want. Um, it's really about kind of understanding how to better integrate what you build and what you're building into an ecosystem that is already there and to make sure that the ecosystem can has the opportunity to scale and expand. Yeah, I think we covered, uh, we covered quite a few things. Um, I'm not sure if there's anybody else in the audience that has uh, any last questions for the team here or the teams here. Um, so I'm just going to go and do a roundtable, uh, give some final, get some final thoughts from everybody, and then we will conclude the space. Uh, but in the meantime, if anybody has any last questions, by all means, feel free to request to come up as speaker. I will start with Mr. Nicholas because he said so much today. 
uh, that we couldn't get him to stop. So, Nico, the mic is all yours. Well, I'll try to uh, to avoid a Friedman-esque soliloquy, but uh, yeah, I'll just I, I just want to share the impression of just how much all all this connects back to the underlying principle of of Zengate and the Palmyra platform for opportunity inclusion. And it just that that seems to be a principle that permeates the the entire ecosystem. And it's uh, it's it's something that I think we all should be we should all be proud of. And uh, I'm really, really happy to be a part of it. Thank you, Nico. We're happy to have you with us as well. <laughs> uh, Joe, any final thoughts, my man? Sure. Um, you know, in, in software, in our industry, you can build a lot of cool solutions, right? But uh, you also have to have the proper incentive. And uh, that's always a balance. So I'm excited to work uh, potentially with a lot of people out there to figure out, you know, what is the best incentive for operators what's the best incentive for users um and hopefully we can get this point off the ground i like the fact you ended up with uh you know keeping the airport uh analogy there i love it uh mhsm any final thoughts from you it's weird by the way that i have to you know give a specific sam uh, description. <laughs> uh, actually, nothing special. I want to thank you all. Now, just any final thoughts? If you have anything, anything last to say and share with us. Um, I'll take that as a no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sam is a man of action. Okay, I know, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm just trying to get him to get him to say a few things. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. Uh, we're gonna move to Yasa Spectrum. Yeah, and uh, I also love the analogy that uh, Joe provided us with the. Uh, comparison of the different cities with different microeconomics and I think uh, that uh, when we're thinking when we're talking about uh, uh, cross-chain uh, things uh, and uniting all of the ecosystems it needs a shift in mindset because uh, in this case uh, ecosystems stop to compete with each other and start to unite to provide uh, users and the entire crypto community with the tooling that can replace uh, uh, I hope so that it will replace fiat money in the future and uh, all of the uh, people around the world will be more free than they are today so hopefully I am very very excited uh, building with you guys uh, doing all of this cross-chain stuff frozen bridge and the spectrum network uh, thanks everybody for joining uh, today's me uh, today's uh, space. It was awesome. Thank you for joining, Yasa, and for all the information you you share with us, um, Mr. Sam Lampert. Just a short one from me. So 
you know, we've been spending a, a lot of time working on this. You know, I remember, you know, Joe and sort of MHS and I and sort of Dan were, were sort of thinking about this idea late last year. So it's it's been in the works for, you know, quite a long time and they've made a lot of progress, um, you know, with the development as well. So it's it's more ready than it was before and it's sort of good timing in terms of Catalyst as well. So lo- lots of stuff um, coming up. I'm really excited. The one thing I do want to hear from is from Chef, you know, like Chef's been spending a lot of time helping prepare this proposal and he's going to play a really important part, you know, you know, if, if all goes well. So I'd love to hear from him what, you know, in his closing remarks, what he's excited about most because you haven't really had too much of a chance to, you know, discuss that. But, um, yeah, that's enough uh, from me. But, yeah, super excited. Thanks, Sam, and thank you for throwing me under the bus. Uh, <laughs> Daniel, any final thoughts? Um, yeah. What, what kind of bus is it? Is it like one of those bigger or the micro buses? It's a Greyhound from Canada. <laughs> Canada. No dude booted. It's from Can- Canada. Anyway, um, well, look, everybody was very eloquent and, uh, some, some, some people don't want to hear a soliloquy from me. Yet another one. So I'll just keep it short. And I said this before, I'll say it again. Uh, what excites me the most about this is, of course, the tech. Of course, the tech excites me. Of course, that this is Ergo Innovation excites me. Of course, this that this is something that Ergo and Cardano can do together excites me. What, what excites me the most is, number one, we get to build an ecosystem and number two, but of course, not in, the, in, in any order of importance, you create new opportunity for this for, for this ecosystem. And I mean, for me, that is that 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 is really the mission that we set out uh, to. Well, that that is our mission at Zengate, and so this is why I'm so. I mean, can, can, uh, you know, excited is not is not a strong enough word. I am ecstatically excited about being able to participate in accelerating in in launching this framework and launching this ecosystem and launching this opportunity for our existing ecosystem to scale and to grow. Um, and I mean, that's that 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 that's really what it's all about for me that that's what i enjoy you know that's i i enjoy planting seeds i enjoy watching them grow and this is a monster of a seed that i believe is going to not only make ergo and cardano better but make uh, make the industry better it's it's so innovative um and i think that the innovation will speak for itself and i believe that others will follow in our stead uh we will set an example Thank you, Dan. Um, yeah, I just want to spend like a few minutes and give you my thoughts around this because, to be honest, this proposal means a lot to me personally. Um, when I I've been in this in this community ecosystem for like since day one, and I always wanted to, you know, to be a part of this of this community, and you know, always wanted to give something back. Um, being a chef, as you all know, um, you know, 
doesn't doesn't really fit my skills don't really fit into into all of this um so for the last couple of years i was trying to you know to do something to give something back and that's 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 why i wanted to start my my own stake pool fast forward to now um we've all seen so many so many community members stake pool operators retiring their pools we've seen you know, big fights and conversations about K, about all these different parameters that we're always waiting for somebody to do something and we kind of do ourselves. So when we started talking about this proposal, um, you know, it actually hit me a lot because that's one of the most dear things, um, you know, close to my heart. Talking with other stake pool operators, you know, there's a lot of people telling me, oh, you know, you, you were lucky or, or um, you know, because you have like a, a you know, a, a good amount of, of stake to your pool, um, you started later and whatnot. And, and that's all true. Uh, I feel lucky uh, and I feel blessed. And, you know, not everybody is great on doing marketing and whatnot. And, and that's something that not too many people knew before they started their own stake pools. So having this opportunity to actually, you know, give another revenue stream for all the stake pool operators that would like to participate, I think it's it's really big. That might help everybody, you know, that we might stop seeing people saying, okay, well, it's time for me to retire my pool. And, you know, we might not see these things anymore. And just that by itself, you know, makes me, makes me, to wake up with a huge smile on my face and be ready to get to work uh, and make this happen, make this a reality, start the working groups with all the stake pool operators, come together, work together and make something really good happen for our ecosystem. So let's all get to work. Uh, that's all I'm gonna say, um, regardless of, of what's gonna happen. Let's, let's, you know, let's keep putting the message out and and let's keep having the conversations and we're going to have another twitter space uh before the voting starts but in the meantime what i would like to ask everybody is like go to idea scale and put your comments down put your questions like ask hard questions we need that when we say we need your feedback it's not like oh you uh, we want you to say oh you know that's a great proposal no we we want you to think about it and see find the flaws um you know question us all the time every day because that's the only way that you know we can make sure that the proposal is going to be good for the community for the ecosystem because it's in the end of the day project catalyst is community so these are my thoughts. Um, I'm I'm very very happy and and I live in a very positive note from this space because I got a lot of information as a stake pool operator. Um, I would love to see more questions coming in though. And um, like I said in like earlier, there's going to be a Google form coming out with an application for any single well any stake pool operator that would like to to participate um and let's get to work guys thank you all for joining us and uh, let's keep the conversation going thank you